heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you so much, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come together, Lord, that many young people don't have this opportunity, Lord, to come together and have a time of fun, Lord, but also a time around your word, Lord, and to hear from you. And we're so thankful, Lord. We have those from Montana and South Carolina, and we have those from Seattle and those from Canada. All around, Lord God, people have come together, Lord Jesus. And we've come for one purpose, and that's to meet with you, Lord. May that be our main purpose tonight, Lord. May you be the center, Lord God. Whether we're playing, Lord God, or talking, may it not be foolishness, Lord. But may it be positive, Lord. May we go from this place and knowing that Jesus was here, Lord. So we invite you tonight, Lord God. Without you, this service, this little time of fellowship is is in vain, Lord God. But we believe that you're here. We can sense you all around, Lord God, with that sixth sense that we have, Lord, of faith. And we're believing that all things are possible, Lord. It doesn't matter how many are here or how few, Lord. You can still speak to a heart, Lord God. You spoke to a little man one day. He was the only one in the service and he gave his heart to you, Lord. And he's won millions for the kingdom of God, Lord God. D.L. Moody, Lord, giving his heart to you, Lord. Maybe one son or daughter of God would give their heart to you tonight, Lord, from this little house meeting, Lord. And they could be touched, Lord. And something could happen, Lord God. Something can move within them, Lord God, and they can see they're not of this world, Lord. They're from another world, and they're being called up a little bit higher, Lord. We love you, Lord. We're just waiting for you to come, Lord God. There are those that are still coming, Lord. May you be with them. May your angels protect them, Lord. May you be in this whole service, this little time we have. We pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you uh, shake hands with the person next to you? Invite them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, Brother Daniel. And you can have your seats just for one moment. We're waiting on Brother Daniel. How you doing, Brother Brother Robert, right? Amen. Brother Robert just made it, so we had to wait for him to get here. And then we have a few more that are coming. Uh, Brother Daniel, uh, Lord willing, and some others will be coming shortly. So if some more come in, don't let it distract us. Um, we did want to talk about this so right over here if you didn't get one. Uh, this is a half piece of lined paper, and there are a lot of pens right here. So I would like if maybe our brothers Max and Ruben could give everyone one of those. Everyone will need one of those tonight. So if we just pass those around, everyone get one. And the pen. If you don't have a pen, if you have a pen, sorry, uh, maybe just pass it along because I only have so many pens. So everyone got one of those. And then everyone got a check, right? Everyone, that's your special, uh, your special for coming. So this is something that Brother Branham talked about um, in the message. Throughout the message, he talked about this. And you need a pen. You'll need a pen tonight. So the pen jar is coming around. I love little fellowships. Who loves this time of fellowship? Amen. Amen. We, we might not know each other. There's some here from Montana. We even have a sister here from Ecuador. Sister, uh, what's your name, sister? Garin. Garin? God bless you, sister. Erin. Let's give her a hand. Welcome her. And we have Sister Sally, who came with all the sisters from Montana as well, and the two sisters from South Carolina. Is that right? South? Originally from Montana. Originally from Montana, but from South Carolina. So we want to give them a hand as well. The Bride of Christ is from all over the world. Amen. So it's really a blessing and wonderful Amen. to be together. So everyone's going to want a pen, and the first thing we're going to write down is two messages that you might want to listen to. 
So two messages you'll want to listen to after tonight. The first one is 55 dash, so 55 dash, 1005. 1005, that's October 5th, that was Friday. Right? Am I getting that right? No, maybe that was Thursday. Or Wednesday. But anyway, it's 10.05.55. That message title is The Power of the Devil. And the next message to listen to, which would be good, even those that are going home, maybe tonight if you're able to, is The Power of God. 10.06e. 10.06e. 55.10.06e. These two messages Brother Branham spoke about in 1955. This very month, so it would have been 73 years ago. And Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to be speaking in Seattle on the power of God in this generation. And most of our inspiration came from both of those services. But it's also going to tie into tonight. And you can also feel free to take notes on the back of that as well. Um, if you feel. I'm changing it up, I know, on you brothers. So sorry. Uh, I was going to have questions, but I think we're going to do that as a group. We'll do that at the end, and everyone can get together, boys in one and girls in the other. We'll have that. Um, but this can be your personal note, your piece of paper, Mr. An or not Mr. Andy's, <laughs> Brother Tim uh, cut out half of sheets of paper for you. It's good to take notes in um, church because many times we hear the word and then we forget. Mm -hmm. So it's very good. To, um, my dad from an early age taught me that it's good to take some notes. It doesn't have to be a lot of writing, but just even if it's one line or two lines, even Brother Daniel... I think he's in second grade, right? Second grade, and I have second and third graders, and they take notes um, as well in, in church. Um, so this, this evening, if you want to write, our title is going to be A Firm Foundation of Faith. A Firm Foundation of Faith. All right, so that will be our title, and then if we could all just stand, uh, once you've written that title down, um, we can turn in our, we'll be turning in our Bibles in just a moment. So once you have that, just turn... You can stand and we'll, we'll go to the Word. Hallelujah. Thanks, Brother Robert, for coming. I know it's a sacrifice. Did you work till 5 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, his brother yeah, works and he just got off. But praise the Lord. He's diligent in his work and then coming to the young people. We appreciate that. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes maybe one more time. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you tonight for this opportunity to come with our precious young people, Lord. And... Lord, you have a special place in your heart for young people, and Amen. they're the future generation, so we just want to take this time and opportunity to tell them how much you mean, or they mean to you, Lord God, and how much you love them, and how you want to see them firmly rooted and grounded in the Word of God, Amen. so that they won't be shaken to and fro when the devil comes to lie, when he puts thoughts in their mind that they'll be able to overcome. Amen. We're praying, Lord, my hand is lifted right now, Lord, I have a need. And I'm expecting you to meet that knee, Lord. And if anyone here wants to agree with myself that the Lord is here and he sees your hand, and that's a hand of faith, Lord, meet my need, I pray. Maybe we could just all ask the Lord, Lord, in your own way. Lord Jesus, come and meet my need tonight. Whatever it is, Lord God, I might not even know it in my body, my spirit, or my soul, Lord. But I pray that you'll touch me, Lord, and you'll speak through me. May you use us tonight, Lord God, for your glory as a vessel 
And may those that are in the audience, may they also be participators, leaning forward, maybe saying an amen or a hallelujah, Lord God. Your Lord, the Lord loves to hear the praises of his people, Lord. And we love you so much and we're thankful so much on this Thanksgiving weekend in Canada. We're so thankful, Lord, that you sent us a prophet. You sent us a message, but he revealed Jesus Christ. He is the number one, that the one we need in our lives, Jesus Christ. So we pray someone tonight would see the importance of him and accept him, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, if you have a Bible. I know some of you might not have a Bible. That's all right. It's good to have your sword. And I'll share with you, Brother Robert. I see you don't have yours. So Luke chapter 6, a firm foundation. And if you want to write that scripture down, we will be having scriptures throughout. So if you see someone next to you maybe that doesn't have a Bible, also sharing is very good. God bless you, Brother Daniel. Amen. Luke chapter 6. Oh, that's all mine. Sorry, brother. Luke chapter 6, and we're going to start at verse 30. 39, I believe. Luke 6, verse 30, or 46, sorry, 46. Everyone there? Mm-hmm. All right. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Who's speaking there? Who knows who's speaking there? Jesus. Daniel, do you know? Jesus. How do you know that? Because the words are highlighted. In red, they're in red. So Jesus is speaking. Whosoever, verse 47, cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them. Thank you. I will show you to whom he is like. Who's he like? Someone that listens to the Lord. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Amen. You can have your seats. That's Luke 6 that we read, verse 46 to uh, verse 49. And this is someone that listens to the Lord. They build their house on a rock. And tonight we want to speak on a firm foundation of faith. Because it's important, young people, that we have a strong foundation. A strong foundation. If you don't have a foundation and your house looks beautiful, it's going to fall. Right? Now I'm going to need you to participate. And so that means you're going to have to interact with me a little bit. So we're going to have to talk a little bit. We're going to have to uh, share. So don't be afraid. This isn't a church service. This is a young people's service, all right? And maybe some of you, Sister Tori, and those that are really like to uh, volunteer, maybe we'll do some volunteering later. Sister Jessica, there's something we need in the, in the blue bag. I think we forgot to get that. Yeah. Um, there are three things, and maybe you want to write these down, that we would like to deal with tonight. The first thing is your foundation. Your foundation. The second thing is vessels of honor receive and apply faith. So that's the second thing. A vessel of honor, semicolon, receive and apply faith. 
And the third thing we want to speak on and deal with is the great contractor of your life. So that's the great contractor of your life. I'll repeat that. Your foundation is number one that we want to talk about. Number two is the vessels of honor, which you all are, and I believe you are. And that vessel of honor, receive and apply faith. So we're going to talk about how to receive faith and how to apply it to our lives. And then the third one, the great contractor of your life. Now, we just read in Luke 6, verse 48, and you might want to keep your Bibles open there um, as well, and we'll be turning to several other places, but I want to read verse 48. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a brother read that for us. Brother um, Robert, can you read verse 48 nice and loud for the people? He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. What was it founded upon? Help me out. A rock. Uh, what? A rock. Come on. A rock. A rock. It was founded on a rock, and a wind came, a great storm came, and it could not beat this house down. Your foundation must be strong. Amen. Now, Brother Branham says, Father, he was praying that the people may be established now. May we be settled upon the word. Your foundation is the word. All right? That's got to be our foundation. Now, I have a question. Can you see a foundation in a home very much? No. Come on, got to participate. No, you can't. Most of the time, the foundation is below the ground. Is that true? You can't see the foundation. But for you as a young person, it's not always outward in what we see from a young person's life. But we want to make sure it's a strong, your life is built on a strong foundation. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. And if it's not built on a strong foundation, you will, F-A-L-L, fall. You will fall. Alright? And it's important to realize that we as Christians do not want to fall, neither are we going to fall, because I believe my house is built on a firm foundation, a rock of revelation, and that my life is built on Jesus Christ. And if you're built on anything else, your life, your house, will fall. That's very serious. And the prophet of God also talked about when we're dealing with this first uh, principle of your foundation... Your life. He dealt with it and he said there's like termites. Everyone know what a termite is? Like a bug. A termite can cause great destruction in a home. It can eat away the walls. It can destroy a foundation. A termite, a bug. That bug can come into a person's life and start to eat away at their joy. Eat away at love. Eat away at these things that God has tried to build up in your life. But what happens is many times we want to see young people look so good and people look so good. We want to see nice walls. We want to see a nice roof. Spiritually now thinking, we want to see people doing well, but we didn't take care of the foundation. How is your foundation this morning or this evening? How is it? Has it been set right or are there cracks in your life? And that's what God, in His grace and mercy, if there's cracks in a foundation, can come along and He can fix that crack. He can put cement in there and cover those cracks, those wounds. And He can put you on a firm foundation. So you won't fall. Who wants that? Who wants to fall in Laodicea? 
Not one of us would say that. We don't want to. So this tonight we want to talk about how can I not fall, be found in Christ, right. be built on a rock, be a wise man, be a wise sister. Don't be a foolish man or a foolish sister who sell themselves out for so cheap. The devil wants you. God wants you more. God loves you. Who believes that God loves them? Amen. Now I'm going to ask a question. Has anyone ever been sick before? Yeah. Raise your hand if you've been sick. Has anyone ever had to go to a family and a devastation or an emergency happened or know of a family where something happened, a baby died, a family member died, you know of someone or it happened to you? Maybe a mom, maybe a dad, grandpa, grandma, someone passed away unexpected. Okay? Brother Brandon says when things like that happen, and I'm speaking from experience now, things in your life will happen, but Brother Branham says it's God wanting to show his love to you. God will make you go through sickness, make you go through things so he can show his love, his L-O-V, love, to you. And when you're going through a trial, we've all been through them, you don't understand. But then you look back and you can see God made you stronger because of that. One day, young person, you're going to be used for the glory of God to be a testimony to someone else. Let me just give you one personal testimony from Africa. We were speaking in a little house. And I was speaking about how we, me and my wife, we lost our first baby. And not knowing that someone else in the uh, audience sitting there had lost a baby just a few months before. All right? And now I'm speaking about from experience what has happened to me. A trial. You would say a very hard, deep trial. Right, Brother Ruben? It's very deep, Brother Max. And you go through something deep and you don't understand it. But you know what? Now I can look back and say it was God's love. Amen. It was God's grace. Right. God had to bring you through that trial so that he can mold your character just right. And he might be molding your or wanting to work on your foundation. Some sisters want to get married or they want to make decisions. They want to, brothers want to get married. But God wants to work on your foundation. Amen. He's wanting to work on that foundation. And the devil is the one that will come against and use circumstances. He'll use an un, something you weren't expecting to happen. Family, emergency happen. Something happens and it causes you to have confusion. Has anyone ever had that before? Or a question or you don't understand why? Don't ever question God. God loves you so much. He's going to use that. Un, you don't understand why? You may don't understand why. Why am I in this family? Why am I in this church? Why are there not a lot of young people here? Don't get your eyes on that. Have your eyes on a higher. If you're the only young person, you're going to serve the Lord. We have some here from our church, and there's many young people there. And you know that, some of you from Seattle. That can be a trap sometimes when we just get caught in the crowd. Right. What we need to do is stand firm. And if all my young people were to right. leave, if all your support left, if your mom, your dad, every uncle, aunt said, I don't believe this message, you're not going to go with the flow. You're going to stand firm on this rock of revelation because this message is true. Right. And the problem is the people that question this message aren't actually listening to this message. Right. And that is why I am, in, I am challenging you to listen to those two messages. Mm -hmm. The power of the devil and the power of God. If you listen to those messages for 30 days, just five minutes, mm -hmm. this is a challenge right now. Write it down if you want to take up this challenge. Five minutes a day, 
the power of God and the power of the devil. Listen to that message for five minutes, ten minutes a day, or more. You can listen to the whole thing. For 30 days, those two messages, I guarantee you, your faith will be higher, and you'll want to flee from the things that you might have been caught in. Amen. Whatever trap you're in. God will release to you the revelation of this message if you listen to just two messages. Right. Not just two. Once you fall in love with someone so much, you want to listen to more. And it's not falling in love with Brother Branham's message. It's Christ is actually what is being displayed. And if you want to be married to Christ, young person, you're going to have to listen to the message because that is Christ. All right? So that is our first foundation. Brother Branham says termites try to destroy our foundation. He says to see our own beloved nation like termites eat the foundation out of it. Men become heavy, heady. They become high-minded. That's pride. We don't want pride to come into our hearts, young people. Stay humble. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Did everyone get that? Love things of the world that make them feel. Can we say feel? Feel Feel good. More than having pleasures with what God has given. Because God doesn't work on feelings. What sense does God work through? The sixth sense. Which the sixth sense is? Faith. Faith. Faith is that sixth sense that we need to operate under more. We need to deny what we see, what we hear, what we feel, and take what God's word has said. Do we believe that, young people? And if you believe that and you stand firm on that foundation, termites will come. But you'll have a spray around you. There's a spray that can kill those bugs. And a proper brother, Ron Caldwell, he's going to be down here tomorrow. He's my wife's father-in-law. And he is a sprayer. He'll kill bugs. And he has to go into homes because termites start to eat holes, Daniel, in the house. And if those bugs aren't killed, it's going to destroy the whole house. Right. What are you going to have to do after tonight? You might have to go spray some bugs that have been eating at your foundation Amen. or eating at your walls right. so that you can be a, on a firm foundation. You yes. say, devil, get away. I'm fleeing this Amen. thing. I'm running away from it. Yes. That's what we need in this hour. Amen. Brother Branham says, living upon the reputation of our forefathers, when pride and things is eat like termites, the foundation of our great civilization. He's talking about America. Mm-hmm. Who knows where America was founded on? Faith. <coughs> Freedom of religion. George Washington was our first president. Right, Daniel? George Washington, first president. And guess what? He prayed. Abraham Lincoln prayed. The only Bibles he had, ready for it? The Bible was his only book he read and Pilgrim's Progress. Those are the only two books he read. And he was a leader. He was a president. All right? And this man had faith and he could lead people. It doesn't take much. Young people, it doesn't take a lot of things to make you a great person. We don't want to look for greatness. God will lift you up. God will use you, but it might just be in simplicity. It might just be a greeter at a door. God bless you, brother. How are you doing? It might just be singing one song. It might just be playing the guitar. That's your part. It could be a blessing. That's your gift. Use your gift for the Lord. Don't let termites come in. And Brother Branham says, Oh, Father, then to see those who still have a living faith. We think of our master when he said, When I will return, will I find faith? Who asked this? Jesus. Will I find faith? Who wants to be one of those that are found having faith in these last days? Amen. I see your hands. So does the devil. The devil sees those hands. 
And you know what he wants in a year? Your hand to be hanging low. For you not to be in the midst of the young people. He wants to try and take out your foundation so that you can destroy your life. This is not just a warning. This is reality. This has happened to many young people. To many families. And it's not going to happen to you. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. Do you believe it? Because Brother Branham said if you believe it, you can receive it and it becomes a part of you. And now faith has become a part of you, young person. And I'm believing, not just because my mental is telling me I'm going to do this. It's God now going to live through me. Amen. Amen. Let's move on to number two. Vessels of honor, they receive and apply faith. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 18. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 18. Who's everyone doing all right right now? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Very good. We're going to have some demonstrations in just a minute, so it'll be good. Wonderful time. So glad we could be down here with you. I'm able to afford the gas to come down here and, and be with you all, you know. It's good to come down here and be a blessing. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 18. Now, this is very important to understand as a young person. Who concerning the truth have erred, and the previous verse he actually mentions names of people that have erred. Okay, listen. Saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the, say it, (coughs) faith, if you're following along. The next word is faith of some. So people are saying that the end has already come, the resurrection's already passed, Right? That's just trying to waver your faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next verse. Number 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are, can we say it? His. his. The Lord knows them that are His. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from? Iniquity. What is iniquity? Someone tell me. Someone tell me. What's iniquity? Knowing you should do something and you... Don't do it. Or not knowing something. Or what's the other one? Not knowing and not doing it. Neglect. Knowing knowing something. Knowing something and you're not supposed to do and doing it. That's your foundation. If you're not doing something and you know you ought to, that's iniquity. What does it say? Depart from iniquity. Verse 20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, honor and some to dishonor. There are going to be vessels that honor God and vessels that don't. Who wants to be a vessel of honor? Amen. Someone that is able to be filled to be a vessel of honor. That means you're going to have to be a, have a firm foundation of faith. Right. You're going to have to be built so that God can fill you. Not just going here, going there. Because things are going to come in your life. Winds are going to come and try and knock you down. Right. Circumstances are going to come. Your job is going to try and come and knock you down. Yes. But we can't let that happen. Amen? Amen. We can't let that happen. Amen. Now, verse 20. One, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel of honor. honor. Sanctified. That means cleansed, set aside for service. Cleansed, sanctified, and meet for the master's use. Who wants to be in the master's hand? The great contractor's hand. Who wants to be built on a solid foundation? I do. 
I don't want to be on any other foundation. No man-made creed. No man's ideas. I want to be on the revelation of this word. This Bible. That's what Brother Branham says. We want to be built on the Bible. The truth. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every bad work. No. What does it say? Good. I was trying to see if you were following along. Every good work. See? It's God that's going to live this through you. He's the one that's doing this good work through you, not yourself. But what's that next line, four words say? Can we all say that together? Flee also youthful lust. What does flee mean? Run, 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 run far away. Don't just stay there. The devil has a trap. And we heard this last weekend from Brother Dioka. He has traps set up for young people. Traps on computers. A web. If you're having a trial, and I'm speaking from experience now. If you're having a trial with computers or with your phone, you need to take that thing and lay it aside. Amen. If you're on your phone all the time, that's a trap. God's trying to get your attention, and it's a trap. You've got your eyes on the wrong thing. So we need to make sure our screen time is less and our prayer time is more. We should be praying. If you take Mr. Ant, uh, Brother Tim, he has a phone, and it just got a new update, the iPhone, and that now tracks your screen time. I can see exactly how much time I spend on my phone, and it's pretty eye-opening. You spend over an hour. The average person you spends almost two hours, the average person, two to two and a half hours on their phone, the average person looking at this every day. In one week, that's over 14 hours on our phone. What's our time? What are we spending our time in? Are phones wrong? No, we have to use them. But is it wrong if it's taking up our time? Yes, the devil's got us in a trap. Yes. And we need to just flee those things. Flee those things. Block those things. Yes. Stop going on those things because your eyes are in the wrong place. And the more your eyes are on that, your mind gets filled with junk. Can we say junk? Junk. Junk. Even the news, right, brothers? It can be negative. It affects your mind. It affects your thinking. This message is not negative. It's positive. But see, people get their ears ears and their eyes looking at the wrong thing, listening to the wrong things that are negative, so then they get lower and lower and lower. But it's the Word of God that brings us higher and higher and higher. And it's not a high like a drug. It's not. It's an everlasting. It's a lifetime change that happens in a young person when they're built on the Word of God. I'm telling you. I'm challenging you. If you put your life and fall on Jesus, read a chapter a day. A proverb a day keeps the devil away. A proverb a day will help you keep the devil away. A proverb. One proverb. There's one proverb for every day in the month. If you read that every day for the month, you would have so much wisdom. You would learn so much. You'd be saved so many scars. Alright? So I challenge you and again, those proverbs are wonderful. <laughs> now I have a little demonstration I'd like to discuss. Hearing the word is the first thing to receiving faith. Hearing. Can everyone go like this? Hearing. You have ears to hear. Everyone can hear here? Even my little boy can hear. Titus! Titus! How you doing, Titus? Titus is back there. Hi, Titus! He knows his name. Why isn't no one else waving at me here? Because Titus knows my... He knows his name. 
And I'm calling to you, if I were to call your name, Brother Max, come here. God bless you, Brother Max. How are you doing, brother? Are you overcoming? Yes. Yes, he claims that. I'm overcoming. Yes. Why didn't Reuben come up? He's a twin, looks kind of like you. Why? His, Max, his name's not Max. And so is God. God knows who are his. He might call one, but the brother or someone next to you, he might not call. It's the grace of God, Brother Max, that's called you. Amen. It's the grace of God, but now who has to respond? Does your dad pick up the phone? No. If you have your own phone number, he has to pick it up. He has to answer the call. Right. And what did you do this summer? You were baptized, right? He received the call. Amen. That was a call dialing Max's number. Yeah. Not his father, not his mother, right. not his brother. Yes. It was Max's time. Amen. And his brother, I believe, was baptized before. Is that correct, Brother Max? But that, those two brothers, baptized at different times, they were just called at different times. Right. That's what God does. Yes. Right. Even though they're twins, they don't get baptized at the same time. God right. called you. And you should be thankful that He's called you. Amen. And when you make a mistake or you do something that's wrong, quickly ask for forgiveness. Amen. Quickly ask for, for repentance. And God will save you. He'll yes. forgive you. Because God is a, great, a God of grace and mercy. Thank you, Amen. God bless you, brother. God has called his number. I wonder, has God called yours? Amen. We're so quick if someone calls us. Oh, hi, how you doing? How you doing? But God, spiritually, is wanting to call you, and he wants you to pick up the phone. Amen? Now, I want to do another illustration here, because we know that faith is the sixth sense. You want to write that down. Faith, unless you already have. Faith is the sixth sense. We have five senses. Hearing, seeing, feel, or touch. Someone help me with the other two. Taste, Taste and smell. These are called five senses. The sixth sense is faith. The sixth sense. Alright? Now I have a couple of demonstrations. This is my eternity cologne that I wear. But Cadre Diggs talked about this. He wears eternity. This is what he was talking about. Now, it's very low. My wife is going to hopefully buy me some more. But it's eternity. It's important the cologne you wear. Brother Cadre talked about this, if you remember. The cologne you wear. Girls put on especially He talked about girls putting on some smelly one that tries to attract boys. He talked about that. Go back and listen to it. And you put on this cologne to try to attract or... You're attracting the five senses. Really, you should be looking for someone of the opposite gender that has faith, that's on their knees, not someone that smells good, or that has the perfect hairdo, or the perfect pants, and the perfect sweater. It's faith you're going to need. It's faith. Can we say faith? Faith. It's faith. And you want to look for a young person that has faith. Amen. Or her sister is waiting, she's praying, and she just needs to have faith that God's going to give you the right one at the right time. Right. That will save you a lot of scars. Now, I wear eternity, right? And if I spray this on myself, what's the scent or sense that we'll be using for that? Smell. Smell. You can smell that scent. I can smell it because it's on me. Okay? It smells good. That's why I wear it. If it smelled bad, would I wear it? No. You want to tell the funny story? Um, one of my uncles once, he gave... Uh, skunk spray for a girlfriend 
and he thought it was just funny and a joke. She didn't think it was very funny and dumped him <laughs> because he sent skunk spray to her. Really weird, huh? He thought it was just funny, a joke, I'm playing a prank on her. She didn't think it was funny and dropped, never got married, never happened, okay? So he gave her skunk spray. That didn't smell very good. You want to put things on you that smell good, right? Right. That smell good. Yes. You want to put on this message that smells good. Amen. It makes you act different. Right. It'll take away the stinky nature in you. Yeah. The stinky attitude, as I like to say in my class. We don't want stinky attitudes. We want to smell and act like God, don't Amen. we? Amen. Now, I have another uh, analogy. And I got this for free. And I was like, Lord, help me. It came with a computer I bought. But do you notice what's on there? Can you tell them? You know what that is? Yeah. Tell them. A skull. A skull. I got it for free. And I was like, Lord, how am I going to use this? And you know what? It's come to tonight. And I actually used it in, in Africa. All right? Little things like this. A skull on there. And then it says skull candy on there. Okay? Watch what you're putting on your ears. This now... If I were to go down the road, every person walking down the road would see I have a skull on there. Right, Brother David? Mm -hmm. They identify that, and they see that. It doesn't matter how nice you look. Mm -hmm. All they see is this. Right? It you can barely see that, Brother. But it doesn't matter. It's the appearance of evil. It looks. Is it going to make a person look at you and say, oh, that's a son or daughter of God? No. You can look the part, but it's what you're putting on your ears. Now... What sense am I using right now if I were to plug this into my iPad? What sense? Hearing, hearing right? And I can barely hear you because it's closing <coughs> my ears. Okay? That's hearing. This is a silent killer. It can kill a young person. You know why? Because they put their headphones on and they're locked into another world. Right? Mm -hmm. And you can either be locked into Satan's kingdom or God's kingdom. Amen. There are young people that plug into their iPhone and they actually listen to the message. They listen to the Bible. They listen to things that are pleasing. Right. And I'm saying that for a reason. There are young people that can overcome with their phone. Amen. But if a young person starts to listen to the wrong voice, right. music will catch you. Right. YouTube will catch you. Yes. Are those things wrong? I'm not saying they're wrong. They can be used. YouTube can be used to spread the gospel, and it is. Mm -hmm. The message is on there. You can go on YouTube and listen to almost any message audio on YouTube. Right. It's all there. All right? Is it bad? No, but there's bad there. There's right. sights on the side that you see with your eyes, and it affects right. you whether you realize it or not. Right. It affects you. It's true. But what, most important, what are we listening to, young people? That's a question I have. And if you need to delete some things on your iPod that you're listening to, it's time to click the delete button. Yes. Right. Because God Amen. wants to have a voice <coughs> clear and strong in yes. your life. Amen. And it's the voice of God. Amen. Through a prophet. Right. Through a man of God. And through this Bible. This is the voice of God. Who wants to know the thoughts of God? Who wants to know the thoughts of God? Yeah. Read your Bible. And pray. That's what we are called to do. Read our Bibles and pray. Now, I have another demonstration. Here's unveiling. This is an apple, right? How do you know that, Sister uh, Miriam? Because you can see it. Do you know what's on the inside? A core? But do you know if it's rotten or why? How do you not know, Sister Karina? How do you not know that this is a good apple? 
You can't see the inside. And people judge people by their outward appearance. Okay? Listen very carefully. We judge too much on the outward appearance, and we don't see what's really going on in the core of a person's life. Okay? And sometimes you can see a bruise or something, but we can't see any. It looks like a good apple, but you don't know until you take a bite. Mmm, so good. How do I know that? Because I'm tasting it. So good. It's not bitter. It's sweet. It's from the right tree from my house. Okay? It was the right fruit. But there was one day when a, a person received the wrong fruit, right. the wrong seed. And a seed is a thought that comes into a person's mind. Any music you listen to, anything you're listening to is a seed. Can we say seed? Seed. You know what a seed is? I couldn't bring one. A seed you put in the plant, uh, put in the ground, right? What's going to come forth for the robber? Uh, Whatever the seed is. Whatever the seed is. Nothing different. So how can you expect... To watch YouTube for hours on end and be, you know, have an overcoming life. Right. You can't. Because yes. you're planting seeds in your mind. It's true. Maybe it's okay laughing. It's okay. It doesn't, it's just a little joking. That's affecting your spirit. Right. It's affecting your body. Amen. Okay? And God wants to take a big bite of you. You're sweet. You're wonderful. And that's a taste. I can taste that because I have taste buds in my mouth, right? What about faith? Brother Brown says faith is just as real as tasting a fruit. Just as real as listening to something. Just as real as smelling something. Just as real as seeing something with your eyes. Does everyone understand? Yeah. I gave you a check tonight. That check is for you to write whatever you desire on your, in your heart. Whatever you desire. Right. It's free. Freely given, freely received. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you will go, Oh, I don't believe. I don't believe God can do anything for me. Really? You would go that low. You've already lost your foundation. Mm-hmm. I want to show you. Here's a check I wrote out almost 10 years ago when I was 15. Okay? I said I wanted a job because at that time I wasn't married and I was needing money, so I put that first. I should have put a godly wife, because the second best thing to salvation is a godly mate. Right. And then I put more of him. These are three desires. Can you see that? I want you to make sure you see that so you know Mr. Ant, our brother Tim is not lying. That was, that was cash in the bank of heaven. And if you listen to that message, Power of the Devil, it talks about this check and what to do. So again, I'm challenging you. If you listen to that, find out what you're supposed to do. Alright? Cash the check. What happens when you write a check out? Maybe you haven't done that before, most of you. But you write out a check and you go to the bank. What are you expecting back? Cash. Whatever the amount on that check is what I expect to get, right? Right. Why? Because you have faith in that bank that they have the money. Is that true? What if they didn't have the money? Wouldn't that be terrible? And you wanted $100 and you, now you can't get $100? <coughs> Brother Branham says the bank of heaven is so full. There's so much for you, but no one wants to cash the check. No one wants to take God at his word. No one wants to have faith and believe that all things are possible. To who? Them that believe. You have to believe. You have to receive 
By hearing the word, you're hearing it tonight. Now I'm asking you to recognize that God can do all things. And then I'm asking you to act on it. Put this in action. Put this in your Bible and ask the Lord to give it to you. And if it's in line with his word, he'll give it to you. Now if you ask, I want to win the lottery. You think he's going to give that to you? That desire? No, because that's an earthly desire. Right. That's a desire that pleases you. Right. Pleasures. People want pleasures for themselves. God's not interested in that. God doesn't work that way. God said to ask and you shall receive, but that doesn't mean just ask for everything. Right. We need to ask for the right things. Amen. Maybe it's your salvation. Maybe it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Or maybe it's leadership. But you need to write something down. Take that step of faith. Alright? I challenge the young people to write that down. Oh, sorry, Sister Lori. Alright, so that sixth sense is faith. Here we go. Brother Branham says, God's in His Scripture. We try to stay strictly with the B-I-B-L-E. Why? The what? Bible. Bible. Thanks for staying along with me and listening to my spelling, because that's what I do in grade 2-3, so that the kids are following along. And that's the only foundation. Brother Branham says, what is the only foundation? The Bible. The only foundation is the Bible that I know of, friends, is that is God's word. And as long as it's based upon God's word, then God will be behind it. Can we say behind it? Behind. Who wants God to be behind their life? Amen. Right with them wherever yes. they go. Right. Who knows that God is omnipresent? Yeah. Omnipresent means he can be anywhere at any time. Who knows Amen. that? Right. Now I'm going to take you a step further. Who knows that God can be omnipotent? All powerful. Amen. And who knows that God now wants to live in you? Right. You. Amen. You. Yes, sir. And if He's living in you, do you know what you become? You become all powerful. <laughs> who feels all powerful? No one feels. When you wake up in the morning, you feel tired. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, I got too many wrinkles. My hair isn't just right. right. So many things we worry about this body. But you know what? God's called you beautiful, sister. Amen. God called you lovely. You don't right. need that makeup. You don't need to cut your hair to look beautiful. Because right. all you will attract, all you will attract is the character of a man that's wanting those things. Amen. You understand? And what you'll get is a characterless man. But if you want real character, be a real lady. That's, that's how you'll get a man right. that has character. And the brother looking for a wife needs to be praying. And Brother Branham says, pray more. And watch and pray more. And don't just make a hasty decision. And I was talking with Brother Ely about this. It's a life decision. A life. Yes. It's not a one year, five year. It's a life decision you make. Right. But right now, I'm going to tell you this. You don't need to be worrying about getting married. Nope. All of you in this room, the young people right here. Nope. You know who you need to get married to? Jesus Christ. Amen. People want to get married to a natural spouse before they even have a relationship don't do that. Don't do that. Because your foundation isn't strong enough. And what's going to happen is God's going to, the devil's going to come and say, you need this relationship. And what's going to happen is you're going to get in a relationship and it will break apart. And then the devil's going to come in and try and destroy you. It's a termite trying to come in. Yes. Right now, all these young people, you need to have a solid foundation on the word of God. How do you do that? Pray and read your Bible and read this message. Right. Read power of the devil and power of God. And God is going to back up his word and be in you. He's going to be in you. Yes. And when the devil comes with a trap, oh, you need this and you need that, you're going to say, just like Brother Dioka said, 
you're walking softly, and you see the trap, and you're going to go around it. You're not going to walk right into it. That trap closes in on you, Brother Max. It's not going to let go. And God has chosen you. God has chosen you. And Brother Branham says, as long as it's based upon God's word, God will be behind it and confirm his word. Yes, and I am sir. putting God. Right. We can challenge the Lord on his Amen. promises. He promised he'd save my children. Mm-hmm. That's why I already tied the token for my little boy. Amen. And I have put a presence around. Right. And maybe your home doesn't have that presence. But you know what you can do? Is you can create a presence in Amen. your bedroom right. of prayer, of reading the Bible. I'm challenging you. Five minutes. Can we do five minutes? Five minutes? Yes. If all of you young people listen to the message for 30 days for five minutes and read a proverb a day for this next month, when I come back next month, if we have another young people's, I would guarantee you will be more on fire. Amen. We'll be more focused. Right. More in the word. Because I guarantee it, and I can say that on God's word in the name of Jesus Christ, because his word never, ever fails. Right. Never Who's ever failed before? Who's ever failed? We've all failed. We fell flat on our face. But you know what God does as a good father, Brother Daniel? Can you come up here, Brother Daniel? Brother Daniel comes up and maybe he's fallen before and he's gotten hurt. And he falls down flat on his face. And he's hurt. And you know what, Brother Daniel? God's picking you up. God's picking up Brother Daniel. Saying, Brother Daniel, I'm with you. And that person that bullied you at school and was mean to you, you don't have to worry about that. Okay? Because I'm with you at school. So you go, brother, and you be a son of God and be a witness. Can you do that? All right. God bless you, brother Dan. Let's give him a hand. That's a real young man that can give his heart to the Lord, go to a public school, and be a light. Can we say light? Light. But he has to be built on a faith. His foundation has to be strong. And like I said, can you see a foundation? No. Most of the time, the foundation's on under the ground. Right. You can't see that foundation. Right. All right? But make sure that you have a strong revelation of this message. Yes. And if you have a question, you need to go to the Lord in prayer. Or talk to a son or daughter of God that can help you through that problem. The thing that the devil wants to do is keep you away from fellowship so then you can't receive the answers to your questions. Or he doesn't want you to be in this word because it has all the answers. And I was talking to my wife today. People raise up and they have questions about the message or the Bible. You know what? They do. They talk about it all the time. They don't pray. They don't pray about it. If you put in the presence of God and you pray about it, God's going to solve all those doubts, all those problems, because he's the faith builder. Can we say faith builder? God's the faith builder. He's the great contractor. And that's our third one. The great contractor of your life must be Jesus Christ. Who believes that with Brother Tim? As we welcome Brother Peter. How are you doing, Brother Peter? Amen. The great contractor of our life is Jesus. Jesus Christ. He is. And if we could turn to one last place, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Wonderful time to be here with you. We wouldn't trade it for the world. It's a good time to be with the saints. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse or chapter 3, sorry, verse 9. All right. This is a wonderful chapter. Maybe you want to read this. We are laborers together. Can we say laborers? Laborers. laborers. What does a laborer do, Sister Laura? They work. 
Christians do not sit around and be lazy. They work. Amen. Right? If you're right. a young person, you should be working. Whether it's at a job or working around the home, being a blessing, you should be working. You're a laborer. Right. In your home, mm -hmm. in your school, you're a laborer. Mm -hmm. And the prophet of God says to do the best you can. Yes. And your best might be an honest B. And my dad always would say that. I don't need you to be a straight A student. I want you to do the best you can. If you get an honest C and never cheat, an honest C and never cheat, that's better than getting a dishonest A and cheating on every test. Right. That's more important to be honest than to cheat. And some of you might think that's funny and that's hilarious, but you are a laborer. Right. Together with, who's our, who are we laboring with, Brother Daniel? Who are we laboring with? Verse 9, with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Guess what? God is working on you. Who wants God to work on that? He's a great contractor. Right. I am currently looking to start building a house. Okay? And to have a good contractor, it has to be someone that's not going to cheat you. They're not going to lie to you. And I want to tell you, God has never lied to his children. If you think God has lied to you or doesn't keep his promises, that is not true. The devil has tried to lie to you. God keeps his word. Let's read verse 10. According to the grace, grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed or listen very closely to how he buildeth thereupon. Right. What are you building upon? Faith or your own ideas? Your own thoughts. Thank you, Brother Daniel. Faith. Verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Oh, we got to say that louder. Jesus Christ. He's the great foundation. Verse 12. If any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made say it nice and loud. Following along. Manifest. It's going to come to fruition. You're, what you're doing right now will come to fruition, whether it's good or bad. And if it's bad, one day you're going to get caught. You're going to get in trouble. Okay? And then you'll have a choice. If I get caught, am I going to be sorry for what I did? Or am I going to flee from that? Because if you're just sorry, I'm sorry I did that. But you're sorry, listen, sorry for getting caught. But not actually sorry for what you did. Right. It will continue. Yes. Right. Did you hear that? Right. <coughs> sorry for getting caught. Mm -hmm. Not sorry for what you did. Now I want to give an example for that to just help you. Has anyone ever seen a weed before? A weed. A weed in the ground. Okay. Who knows something about weeding? Brother Isaac, do you, have you ever pulled a weed before? Yeah. yeah. When you pull that weed, Brother Isaac... Do you just take the top part? Or are you trying to get the whole thing? The whole thing. Why, Brother Isaac? It will grow back. You have to get the whole thing. The, the weed that's coming out and the R-O-O-T-S. Roots. There's roots. And sometimes they can be pretty big roots. And you know what you need to do, though, is pull the whole thing out. You can't just pull off the top because there's still a root there. It's still in your heart. 
You need to have it completely taken away. And you need the great gardener 